RIT Space Exploration, or RIT Specs, give students hands-on experience on projects in the growing space industry. Their missions range from designing CubeSats to building model rovers and using drone technology for imaging. In this edition of Intersections, the RIT podcast, current student leader Ryan Brown talks with RIT Specs alumni Evan Putnam and Amber Dubill, who took their experiences to industry leaders, Raytheon Intelligence in Space and Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory. RIT Specs is, we're an astronautical uh, engineering student faculty research group here at RIT, and our goal is to get students involved with the space industry and have them have one leg up when they go to recruit for new jobs and positions. So Specs is basically an extension of what the students that are a part of it want to do. A lot of the projects get started by people just wanting to work on something space-related. So they come to the Specs administration and they're like, I want to work on this. And then we help them work on it. So that's kind of the cool part about, I think, about Specs. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to come from a place of experience. You don't have to come from a place of authority. You can just you know, if you want to work on space, if you want to work on stuff, if you're willing to put in some type of work or, or enthusiasm, you know, you can really do anything that you want to. What current projects are going on right now? So right now, we're working on getting the Mead telescope up and running. That's the main task of our astrodynamics group. And then we've also got our rovers team that's working to build a model Mars rover for the University Rovers Challenge um, that's held in Utah every summer. And then we're also working on a CubeSat to basically help out one of the multidisciplinary senior design groups. And those are the main projects we have right now. We also have a small team working on just generic payload work. And then we also have the VR team. Yeah, the the VR team is kind of an interesting one because that was just something that, again, it was one of those projects where I had an idea. It was my senior year. I had done some work with another student on visualizing stellar clusters in virtual reality. And I kind of wanted to expand on that. So I actually applied for a grant with Epic Games to work on virtual reality experiences in VR. We got an email back saying that we were awarded this grant to develop virtual reality experiences with Unreal Engine. So again, it was something that just stemmed from an interest and something that a couple students worked on and it kind of blew up into, into more than we thought it would. So now we have a couple students working on different virtual reality experiences in VR with support from Epic. So it, it's been a, a great opportunity there. So I, I started a, a group as well. I started a, a, the astrodynamics group that works with the telescopes and works on teaching people orbital dynamics in, in some form or just regular astronomy. And I started that group because I had taken the astrodynamics course that our three faculty advisors had put on and the multidisciplinary part of it or, or the nature of it was superb. It was fantastic. Through that class, they got a grant where we actually obtained a Mead telescope, which was a, it's a 12-inch reflector type telescope. Uh, so that's pretty large and, and it's better than your average telescope that you're going to pick up at a hobby shop, right? And uh, after that class, uh, we had been taught how to start using some of these telescopes and how to start observing. A, a group of us wanted to, to keep observing and we wanted to get better and we wanted to use these resources that we had that they had gotten in a grant. So that's how I started Astrodynamics. And then from there it evolved and we did some work with the RIT Observatory to help them out. And we just wanted to be a bunch of kids who like space and wanted to do something with it. 
Yeah. So for general meetings, we typically get together and talk about what we missed that week in space. So there is so much going on in this industry in both old and new space that it, it's hard to keep up with. So we try and give a recap each week of what happened. And then kind of following on from that, we give any club updates that we may have. And we typically end with a either an industry professional presentation or a workshop of some kind. So we've held a number of workshops in the past from software workshops to SolidWorks workshops, uh, various CubeSat workshops. We've had a number of people come and speak from within the college and external. So it's really a great opportunity to get students exposed to space in different ways. I've gone and given a, a couple talks. I've given a, a talk about NASA Quest, which is one of the one of the aircraft that I worked on when I was at Collins, and then also um, just flying in general and kind of what goes into it. And that was more on the the air aeronautics side of, of our group. But again, it, it all kind of relates. So fun stuff like that. Amber, I know that you had an internship with NASA while you were in Specs. Can you talk a little bit about that? The great part about Specs is that it, we talk about wanting students to have that hands-on experience and help them out in their professional experience. So when I actually was lucky enough when I was a second year, the summer after my second year, I, I interned at NASA for about eight months uh, at NASA Langley down in Virginia. The nice part about that is, you know, there's a direct link from specs to me working at NASA because, first of all, we were working on CubeSat, uh, the CSLI at the time, and that was the main goal of specs. There wasn't as many project groups as there are now, and I actually applied to an internship through what's called Lab 77 in NASA Langley to work on a CubeSat and be a mechanical intern on a CubeSat. And I asked my mentor after I got the internship and after the internship was coming to a close, you know, why did you pick me out of so many people? And he said, well, I asked you about CubeSats and you didn't shut up for 20 minutes, you know? So <laughs> I knew all that stuff because I had done work with specs. And even though when I came in, Again, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about space. I knew nothing about CubeSat. I don't even know what CubeSat is. And then, you know, I start there. We start working on stuff. I work on one at NASA. That evolved into other opportunities for me and in, in, in the space industry. And here I was three or four years after that, giving workshops about CubeSat to outside people, to other people in specs. And, you know, that's, that's how you connect the dots because you take that experience, you're going to spec, you get to go into the industry. All the while, I'm still going to spec meetings and helping out with telescopes. I'm still, you know, giving advice to different CubeSat teams. I'm still being a kind of more of a leader in the mechanical um, expertise for students and still gaining experience and mission design experience. Um, and then that leads to where I am now. Um, and actually, where I am now, um, the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory, I only found out about because of another specs member. There's a lot of networking that goes in between um, the alums and the other students in specs. So two other specs members of ours um, at the time when I was around actually interned at Johns Hopkins. And they came back and they said, Amber, you have to try this place. You would love it. Uh, you get to really get your hands on space hardware. You get to really do what you want to do. Um, and they were working on um, a mission called DART that's actually going to launch in, actually in a few months. And now I come back and use that expertise and help as alumni to people in specs now. So, um, Evan, I know you had a, a little bit of a similar experience 
Yeah. And a lot of people in specs have had very similar experiences where they come in with little experience in the space industry. And just because they've worked on these projects, they get one leg up in recruiting. And my experience was kind of similar, Amber, where my recruiter for my first job was talking with me about the telescope that we worked on. He saw him on my resume that I had done some automation work with our telescope. And we had, again, another one of those 15-minute conversations with recruiters, just about something completely unrelated to the job, but but the telescopes. And I'm 100% convinced that is what got me the job. And from there, I I worked with Collins for probably two years on and off as a co-op, working on a number of different aircraft. And from there, kind of got my foot in the door with uh, the whole Raytheon Technologies Network and now with Raytheon Intelligence and Space in uh, Omaha. That's the story for so many of our students. We have alums and students that have worked at NASA, SpaceX, Blue Origin, Raytheon, Lockheed, so many phenomenal success stories for these students that have, have been in this club. Just because they had an interest in space, it's really changed the trajectory for our careers for a number of us. So this past summer, I did research with a university in Canada on like drone imaging. And I only really thought about doing something like that because I was talking with Phil, one of the alumni, about his current job. And in addition to that, um, the professor, because when I applied through Fulbright, the professor like picked me because I had I was interested in space um, and I had like this experience through RIT specs. And he basically talked to me about that for about half of the interview. It's an exciting future because I hope the more students we get involved, the wide variety of interests and projects we're going to be able to uh, to do. So I know like the Rovers team, uh, the University Rovers Challenge recently added a drone component to the competition based off of the recent Mars mission uh, with Perseverance um, and Ingenuity. I think that's an, a, an exciting subset of one of the teams that's going to be able to be expanded soon. In addition to that, the more alumni we have, that means the more experience we have to give to all of the newer students. And I think that's really exciting. And I think specs in the next few years, I mean, we're just a really big group of students that really love space. So looking to basically just get others interested in space and be able to help people realize all of the opportunities that they have and give them a good foundation to actually pursue those opportunities and do basically whatever they want in the space industry. Yeah, kind of building off what Ryan said, Specs for me was always an opportunity to interact with like-minded people that like space. And the goal of the club, at least in my opinion, was to get people all leg up in the career fields that get them into the space industry. So there are a number of alums and other students that have joined this club and have grown our network of alumni across the space industry as a whole. And kind of as our students graduate and as they, they move on to these fields, what we can what we can offer to students grows tremendously. So the alumni support is definitely a key thing here because they provide a tremendous amount of knowledge. There's a reason why all these alumni want to come back and want to help because we just have that that core love of wanting to meet other people that want to talk about space, want to have arguments about the space industry, want to talk about where the space industry is going or their current thoughts on the space race. That's always what SPECS is going to be for me. The main goal of SPECS is always to help students gain that experience and help them break into the aerospace field. 
a small part of me really wants us to succeed in our project, the Rover URC challenge, right? Or, you know, we did IREC a few years ago with RIT launch initiative, or, you know, even I still want us to make a CubeSat that launches someday and be RIT's first ever CubeSat. So there's a ton of opportunities out there for specs. There's so many possibilities, pretty much as high as the sky, right? So that's, that's where we're going to keep going. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. And to hear more podcasts, subscribe to Intersections on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or SoundCloud, or by visiting www.rit.edu news podcasts.